Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Block, episode 187, right? 87. I am one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan, alongside me, amid the coronavirus crisis, is that retro code, Eddie V. We have been blessed with games, yes. Hello everybody. Ed, remember, remember just a week and a half ago? Mm-hmm. When we recorded our last episode. By the way, sorry everybody, this episode's late. We scheduling. There's look before we even get into all this, right? Coronavirus is taking over the world. We're all we're all gonna get it. We're all gonna cough, and we're all gonna, you know, whatever. We've had some work and schedule issues, so our shows may not always come out on time. We're gonna get a show out every week. It just might not be on time uh that's across the board on all of our shows so if you can just bear with us during this time of crisis we still want to bring the news to your ears we still want to talk about nintendo we still want to talk about everything on the other shows too right but yes just bear with us as we get this coronavirus crap out of the way and and you know we're we're not going anywhere we're still going to talk games we're still going to talk nintendo just not might be on on time for your feeds so uh you know plus ed and i are planning to do uh a couple other things on the feeds when we can uh and when things happen so uh, if you saw some if you follow boss rush games on twitter you saw uh the couple things that we're working on uh plus there might be a lot more podcasting if we have a uh <laughs> nation shut down or a statewide shutdown or whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, a nation nationwide shutdown because uh, yeah, yeah there are places in different cities that that have is on lockdown. I know. So, uh, you know, it, it, Ed. By the way, by the way, I don't know if you've listened to any like any podcast from like Game Informer or IGN or any of these other places. It's amazing. How many people don't know how to podcast remotely? <laughs> right? Because, like, they're usually in a big room. We've been re- podcasting remotely for, like, what, five, four, five, six years now? And it's yes. like, we know how it works, right? It's just it's just hilarious listening because it's just, like, kind of uncomfortable because they don't know how to, like, they don't know if they should wait for somebody to respond. There might be a slight delay before somebody responds. And it's just like, man, you guys, you guys need some... You guys need Todd up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you have other people doing the behind the scenes production. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so. Um, but anyways, I just want to let everybody know, like, everybody's going to go through a, a rough patch here or there somewhere. Right. And, and, you know, I think video games are a great way to keep your mind off of that. And, we, we still want to deliver the podcast so you can keep your mind yes. off of it just a little bit longer. You know, we're not here to like fix anybody's problems or tell you to like forget about problems. Cause like life has problems, right? We're all going through it. You know, we worried about if we're going to get to go to work the next day or, you know, if somebody's going to have a job the next day or whatever. Right. But you know, just to keep your mind off of it, we're here to bring you the joy of Nintendo and, you know, Nintendo brings us joy uh, and, yes. and that's kind of, that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're going to keep doing. And, you know, with, uh, Ed, you know, you and I talked about doing some extra things. So what, what we're going to do 
I want to kind of get it out of the way. We're not going to do any of this housekeeping and stuff. Uh, I will go over the giveaway details because we're still going to do that, especially now with with everybody kind of needing some something to to have positive in their life, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you and I have talked about doing more than just Nintendo Power Block on this feed, right? Yes. We want to bring back expansion pack, which we will. Uh, we're still kind of discussing how we want to do that and, 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 you know, what we want to do about that. But uh, it's going to be similar to what we used to do uh, back in the day. So look forward to expansion pack maybe once a week, maybe once every other week. I, I would like to do it once a week. So there's two shows going up on this feed every week. Uh, dir- the direct recap show is coming back. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do that. Maybe a couple practice runs with the previous directs from this year. We're going to try to figure out a, a good way to handle that. So uh, <laughs> if you hear like a, the Smash Direct or the Pokemon Direct or the Animal Crossing Direct stuff come up, like we're, it's just it's just for us to get in the flow of the show again, right? Because yes. we haven't done it in a, almost a year. <laughs> and, and, and it's good to see what was announced and what is actually available. Yeah. You know, now now that you see it and you have it, just like, wow. Because, yeah, I, before we go on, I was actually watching the Indie Direct from December before this new Direct, and I was just like, oh, man, all of these games, they're not out yet, but I just remember some of the games that got announced and that did come out that were so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so you know we we're gonna cover the indie show, the indie world showcase that was uh, what Tuesday, I think. Uh, so uh, Monday, Tuesday. It was one of those days. I think it was Tuesday. Uh, we're gonna go over that tonight. But uh, and then the last thing, we're still really early talks, but we want to do a show called uh, Now Loading, which is uh, maybe like a once a month, almost a book club style thing where we go back and play through an older Nintendo game and kind of discuss it. And, uh, does it hold up? Does it, you know, is it every, like, you know what I mean? Like we're just kind of like a nostalgic type thing. And and it's kind of, it's almost like a podcast version of the retro game show, uh, which will be coming back also in the near future. Uh, we, we've just been busy. I mean, people know, Right, I mean, it, it's it's hard to keep up with everything that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, but that's something that we've been talking about doing too. So uh, that's kind of a little bit of an update of what's going to come to the Nintendo Power Block podcast feed. Uh, also, for some reason, when we made the transfer, only about I don't know, a hundred or so episodes made it over. So you're going to see some old episodes start popping up on your feed soon. Uh, just because I want to have them all on here for you to listen to, even if you don't care, uh, they're going to, they're going to start popping up. So, uh, just, you know, they'll be backdated and everything. So, yes. Uh, but yeah, I want to make sure everything's on here. And, and like I said, Nintendo power block is mine and Ed's baby. You know, we, Boss Rush Games is is the umbrella, right? We love everything mm-hmm. that we're doing here, but Pow Block is our baby. We, we want to do more content within the Pow Block framework, and and this is, I think, our first step into doing that. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, yes. Uh, so any any thoughts, Ed? Any anything you want to add to that? 
I'm really excited. Of course, we're, everybody, we're going to do the retro uh, show. We'll be coming back to that because we, we got to get through Metroid, Super Metroid. Uh, but I'm really excited for now loading because, you know, we, we kind of been talking about a lot of games from the past and some stuff in our backlog. Uh, and it would be good to, like, play them kind of in a pot play fashion, but in the sense that we get to certain points in the game and we come together and just have a discussion about that game, kind of talk about this greatness, uh, some of its strengths, its weakness, what makes it a classic or not, you know, and it's also going to be great exposure for you guys as the viewers in case of you've been wondering about a game or you kind of realize some similarities in another game and stuff, um, being able to hear that discussion in their thing. So I'm really excited for now loading. And of course, expression packs is, yeah. and we yeah, will, ours, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say for now loading, like we, we're going to talk, we're going to tell you what the game is that we're doing for that month. That way you guys mm-hmm. can play along and, and, uh, get questions in about it and everything. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that we've talked about do like a book club style show. We've been wanting to do for a while. And, and yes, you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a it, cool thing. And in case of anybody is doing the game for their backlog, uh, for the boss Rush Ch- backlog challenge, you get points. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good, it's a good, it's a win win for everybody. Yeah. So, uh, that should be fun. And then uh, you were you were talking about expansion pass or expansion pack before we we started. Uh, yeah, before I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because those are kind of like our deep conversations, our ideas that's bouncing around. Uh, and sometimes just that one topic we could focus on and view on, and just like I said, bust off each other. Like, of course, I'll talk about the Hell Diver Metroid game. Um, the way that we had that Breath of the Wild um, trilogy talk, like that, that's a good example of an expansion pass for those who are listening for the first time, where we just deep dive and sometimes it's supposed to be 10 15 minutes and they end up being the podcast itself for 45 minutes or more but having those great conversations about one thing is going to be really good to have like that have that focus on so i'm really am looking forward to a lot of new things to be coming yeah uh i'm really excited to do expansion pass or man expansion pack I don't know why I keep saying expansion pass. Expansion pack on uh, on that Zelda trilogy that we were talking about, and uh, yes, uh, you know some maybe some Metroid stuff, but also like I kind of want to do an ex- uh, uh, now loading on Breath of the Wild because I've been really getting the itch to play that again, and I've been playing I've been playing The Witcher. Uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of scratching that itch. But then I also loaded up Breath of the Wild right after. I was like, oh, man, I just want to play this again. So uh, maybe maybe that'll be one. So And I think that'll be a good one to do right before Breath of the Wild 2 comes out or whatever it's going to be called. Yes, so. and, you know, everybody, I, I'm making moves in Breath of the Wild. I will leave it at that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll believe you when you post that screenshot in the Facebook. <laughs> just, I'll just put it there. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
yeah, anyways, we're not going to do a lot of housekeeping today, but I do want to make sure that everybody remembers the giveaway. Uh, the giveaway, we are planning to give uh, three giveaways uh, through episode 200. The first giveaway will be during episode 190, uh, the second uh, during episode 195, and of course the third being during episode 200. The rules are simple. Email the show at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com with a screenshot of your podcast subscription and the episode you're listening to. A screenshot of your rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify will grant you a second entry. It is that simple. The first giveaway is, of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, and that will be in just three short weeks. So get your entries in, everybody. We have yes. we have two entries. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Get them in. Get them in. So... Ed, what do you, it's it's been a it's been a while since we talked. What are you playing anything interesting or new or exciting or fun or, or are you not yes. playing anything? Uh, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> of course I'm playing something. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, three three thousandth duel. Uh, this is a game that I talked about a little bit of with Nindy Nation, and I've been getting a little bit further in this game. And it has that Metrovania Dark Soul itch, and I keep coming back to it. It's, it's, I'm at a boss. I'm like on my third boss, and I, I get close to where I need to get like maybe two more hits off of him. Um, but I keep me- messing up, and I keep end up dying. But I really enjoyed this game. I'm really, I'm having so much fun. It is the, it's the, uh, uh. Graceful explosion machine uh, feeling that I get, be like I could do this, I could do this, I could get him, I could just take my time and just beat him. You know, don't be in such a hurry. Uh, but that's the one I'm kind of focusing on. Uh, like I said, I finished Murders by Numbers. I need to get back into Snack World. Need to do that. Need to get into Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX, uh, and I just like really want to finish that. Uh, like really work, really work on that. Playing Breath of the Wild, uh, getting some some of that stuff done. Uh, but I picked up the Trials of Mana demo, and this may this is this game may probably be in my nomination for Game of the Year. It's one of the most camptastic RPGs that I have play i have been laughing i have been enjoying the uh voice acting the story is kind of goofy (laughs) like this this doesn't make sense but so 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 be it um but the combat is so solid and so good like grinding in that game is going to be fun to do like it, it really is good, and it just it has that Dragon Quest style look to it, uh, appearance, but it works so well, and I'm just like, yeah, I I need to buy this when it comes out, day one purchase. Like it really is good, you know. And if people don't have a Switch, it is available on PS4. Uh, if you guys want to play it there, but yeah, this Trials of Meta game. Like just this demo, they said you only level up to level seven. Uh, when you finish the demo, everything that you've done carry carries over into the next game. Uh, to oh, not next game. It actually carries over to the final game if you decide to pick it up. So, um, 
it like I said, it's a great game, very fantastic. Uh, and I was just like, what? I'm like, that needs to be a new genre, Kempy, uh, Kempy PG or something like Kemp PG or something like that, where it's just these over the top, ridiculous JRPGs or RPGs in general that just makes you laugh, got crazy dialogue, but you just enthrall of what what you're seeing and what you're playing. Uh, so pretty much that's what I've been playing on Switch. I did pick up another game uh, on Switch, uh, but I just I don't have my Switch by me to look it up. Um, so, uh, but pretty much that's what I've been playing on uh, Switch. So nice, nice. Uh, for me on Switch, it's been uh, a lot of The Witcher. Honestly, uh, I've been I've been. I don't know, man. I just haven't... The last couple of weeks, I just haven't really found anything that's really grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been... I've been trying, like, a whole bunch of different things. Like, I've been playing some indies. I've been playing uh, some sports games on Xbox. I've been playing uh, a bunch of different things. And, uh, you know, there's just nothing that's really, like grabbing me and keeping my attention i've been i mean i've been distracted obviously by this coronavirus thing but like Mm -hmm. uh i've been i've been really playing the witcher honestly it's scratching that zelda itch it's exactly i think not exactly what i wanted but it it really scratches that itch in terms of open world kind of let's go explore and do whatever and help you know you know solve quests that you know if you see a cart on this like the other day i was I was on my way to this main quest and I saw an exclamation mm-hmm. point on the side of the road. And so I, I went up to this house that was uh, where the exclamation point was. And there was this old lady standing outside looking inside the window. And, uh, she had sworn her, her pan had like her cooking pan had been stolen and it was in this house. So I went like, I had to break into this house and get her, her pan and like it turns out it wasn't even her pain at all she just really wanted it and like i had to like convince her to give it back because it wasn't really hers (laughs) and it was it was just like this weird interaction i had but it was cool it was it was fun uh and also i'm like six hours into the game i think and i haven't even gotten to the first kind of main (laughs) main quest like I mean, I'm so I'm on the, you off from Pod and Play for episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I I like the first main quest is to like kill the Griffin, right? And that's mm-hmm. you can do that within the first forty five minutes of the game. I've just been off doing a bunch of other quests and side quests and gathering Same. resources to you know craft armor and stuff. And I have like two or three wiki guides open at a time, looking at stuff, and it's just <laughs> like it's giving me. It's giving me that it's scratching that Zelda itch in a different way, and it's it's nice, you know. It's kind of nice. To, I've been playing it on Switch too, and it runs really well, honestly. Like I I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would play it on any other system. I just love, I like when I lay in bed, I I'll play for an hour before I fall asleep, and then I'll you know play it again the next night, and then I'll play it again the next day. It's like a, it's a nice bed game, <laughs> like to lay in bed and just <laughs> roam around and go do something for an hour and <laughs> it's it's really fun man it's it's taken over te- that time for tetris because <laughs> tetris wow. is always it's tetris is always the game that i play before i go to bed and uh 
So I've been playing a lot of that. I've been playing uh, some Axiom Verge I re-downloaded uh, and, and wanted to play again because, you know, two's coming out. And I don't know, man. I, I've been really just... I've wanted to play some more games that are... I have a list of backlog games that I've been wanting to play, and I have an indie yes. list, obviously, and a first party and a third party list for Nintendo specifically. And uh, it's really fun to go back and explore some of these games that had, like, you know, a lot of hype. And, you know, Axiom Verge is a game I almost finished, and then I put it down for some reason, and I started playing Say. something else and never finished. Like, I I was probably, like, five or six hours into that game, which I was probably almost done with it at that point, and I just, you know. so PS4, PS4 for me with Axiom Verge, I think I'm, like, 20 minutes, not 20 minutes, 20% that I need to do, and then I'm done with the game. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I've been I've been playing some of that. I've also been playing some new Super Mario Brothers uh, on Switch. So, Ooh. but I mean, it it's mainly just been The Witcher. I've been wanting to go back to Zelda. I um, I used to, I that the Shovel Knight Showdown like the collection. I still haven't put it in my system. It's still in the wrap. I know, and I honestly forgot about Shovel Knight King of Cards for a while, too. Like, I, that's a game I need to get back to, too. But uh, mm-hmm. I've also been... Uh, I've been going... I've, I've met my parents the other day to get some old stuff because, like, you know, if this coronavirus shuts us down for two weeks or three weeks or however long it is, like, I've been wanting to, to hook up some old game stuff, so I, I yeah. grabbed a bunch of stuff from them, and uh, I've been trying to reorganize everything and re kind of find. I've been trying to find everything that I've had put away <laughs> for so long. Um, so that's you know that's it's it's not much that I've been playing, but that's kind of just you know how I've been spending my time. So I've also been just going to bed early. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that that's been like. I've been wanting to say, like, hi to you. You'd be like, I'm in bed right now. Dude, like, it's so 30. Dude, the last, like, three nights in a row, I've been in bed mm. before 10 o'clock. It's been kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, it, it's just, I mean, I don't want to keep talking about this coronavirus stuff, but it's it's been it's been a tough week on us and trying to, you know, create a game plan in case you know a b c d scenarios happen and yeah you know it gaming has kind of been put aside in, in a in a serious way you know i mean I've, I've been playing games but it's more like a distraction than i i'm actually enjoying playing games right now so um the, that's i think that's one of the great things about switch is that Yes, you got this big library. Yes, you get to travel on the go. But, like, if you were stuck in a house and you can't really go nowhere or really do anything, you know, just being able to be in the bed and play a game, you know, or or watch YouTube or Hulu on Switch, like, just to have that ease of access right there. It's kind of really benefiting. You you really wouldn't think this would be something we would need three years ago when the system came out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, like I said, the Switch is my primary console for a mul- multitude of reasons, and this is just another reason to add to that. Um, uh, also, I mean, I've been playing a few games off of Switch. Uh, you know, I've, we've talked about Planet Coaster before we started recording, and that's kind of mm-hmm. a another game that I've been trying to really figure out and deep dive into because I've been wanting a, I've been wanting a roller coaster tycoon esque game for a long time. Same here, you know, and not the garbage that they put on switch. That's not to say that dude, hard, that was God. the worst purchase. I've, I, that that's the, out of all the games I've purchased on switch, that's the most regrettable purchase. I think, I think it's not that I had high expectations, but I thought it was going to be better than that. Dude, it's just, it's it is not good. It is, it is not good. <laughs> so uh, I've been, Planet Coaster has been something that's been recommended to me over time, and I finally downloaded it off of Steam uh, since I'm running Windows off of this computer now, and it's uh, it's it's overwhelming how much you can do in this game. You know, I like just learning the terrain tools was like, whoa, <laughs> like. Whoa. <laughs> so I mean I've probably put like six or seven hours into it and I have barely scratched the surface of this game. It's I I am really enjoying it, so um Yeah there's I Oh, go ahead, sorry. I, uh I I am planning to get this game for Xbox One when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I will also be getting it for Xbox when it comes out. I just, I want, I couldn't wait any longer. You know, it's just one of those games. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I, I've, I've wanted to design roller coasters again, dude. I miss that so much. Yeah, I actually have found myself like taking scrap pieces of paper and like trying to figure out, okay, how's my entrance going to be? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Am I going to, you know, I've downloaded some other people's parks. I, uh, have watched real ride ride throughs where people have actually built true to form rides. Like, uh, I watched some, someone build a splash mountain from Walt Disney world. And it's like, this is literally spot on. Like, I don't, it's spot on. Uh, and then I saw some, uh, people built some old rides that used to be at, a the six flags park that's no longer here by my, like there used to be a six flags real close to where I live and mm-hmm. uh, it closed probably, probably 10, 12 years at this point. Uh, and people were making rides from Cedar point, which is a popular uh, amusement park where uh, close to where I live. So there's people on there, man, that are just making just straight up, uh, parks that already exist on there and they're like spot on. So it's yeah, cool. I really wish I still have my six flags great America map back from the eighties. Cause they, they had uh, a car. It was a cartoon comic style kind of drawing, mm-hmm. but they, they designed the roller coasters. Um, you could see it like top view in a sense, and they designed ro- roller coasters the way that the ride goes, and it was really cool. Yeah, and they had a at Cedar Point. The big thing everybody used to buy when we went to when everybody used to go to Cedar Point was their uh, their what was it called? It was like a souvenir map, I think, is what they were called. Mm-hmm, yeah, they were like 
they were like $40 for a map. And it's like, are you kidding me? But it was like this big, like 40 by 26 map of the park. And it was all done in like a, a cartoonish, maybe comic bookish style, you know? So it was cool. Maybe it's on Google Images. Maybe if you type it in. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's on there. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's kind of all I've been playing, though. It's 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 been an experimental time in gaming i would say for me <laughs> this this week so or this, probably like last two weeks honestly so um yeah so let, why don't we get in some of these news bits here uh so that the indie world showcase happened uh and i'm sure you have a boatload of notes for that uh yes there were quite a few interesting games that i saw there uh, what do you? What do you? Uh, what? What were some of these games that were standouts? I know Exit the Gungeon. A lot of people were looking forward to. Uh, you pointed out Blue Fire, which is kind of like a 3D platforming action game. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. Had cool music. Uh, that Baldo game that was announced. Yes, like, that Baldo game was a must-have. I'm yep. like, this is like. That, I mean, that wow. was announced. That was announced what like last summer, I think. Uh, because Jesse pointed it out to me because it's it looks like Nino Kuni is what it looks like. Yes. Uh it looks like if somebody made a Zelda game with Nino Kuni's art style. That's what it looks like. And dude, like if this game if that game is thirty or forty dollars, I'm I'm paying it. Yeah. Like it it deserves it. And before we get more into the direct, I have gotta give it to Nintendo for really making this direct international. To the to where there's different people around the world making games, and I'm just like, I love to see more of this. Like, show continue to show us developers who want to bring games around the world to this platform. You know, it's just not it's just not American, or you know, some kind of some kind of uh, Japanese company we never heard of. It's a lot of people behind a lot of great games coming to Switch in the indie market. And it was just so good to see. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. And also, uh, the Pixel Junk, uh, Pixel Junk Eden 2 is coming to Switch as well, which was... I, uh, I, I really questioned that one because I was just like, I'm not feeling the music, but I think i would give it a try i don't know what 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 it was that just like hmm the music yeah. thing is important to me and i'm not fitting the track yeah i mean just i just that that one stuck out to me because pixel junk has always been a playstation uh a series you know and and the fact that they're moving it over to switch is kind of a not a big deal but it's 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 an interesting change for that company uh I think it's because Sony isn't really embracing indies like they used to, and and this yeah. is where they can because this ga- this series became really big on what PSP I think uh, yes. with Pix- Pixel Junk uh, Shooter I think was the first one yeah Pixel no, Junk Pixel Junk Monsters was another one so uh, yeah I think I think that's a smart choice for them um. Another one that I liked, uh, I Am Dead and Bark by TikTok Gangs. I, I like the fact that the two ladies came out and introduced this game. It was it was pretty cool. But I Am Dead really has some beautiful animation and music. 
And I was just like, this is interesting. I want to see where this goes. I was just like, it's not for me. Uh, I put it on my wishes, but did I? I kept. I went back and looked at it, and just like, you know what? This is very interesting, and I'm here for it. So it, I may get that. That cyanide happiness. I was just like, I could do without that. Mm-hmm. That didn't do nothing for me. Uh, Summer Summer and Mara was a, a nice one. Um, Quantum League was kind of cool. I like Quantum League's premise. That you know is that the Halo Portal multiplayer shooter type thing, or is this a different kind of, thing? Hold on, kind I'll of, just yes. watch the trailer real quick because, like, I remember there was a game that was uh, announced maybe this past summer, and it was yeah. like a Halo meets Portal uh, type shooter. I think that's it. Oh, this is the rewinding thing. Okay. Uh, I mean, it the looks last, cool. yeah, the last campfire. Of course, that's a must. People were mad that you know Sean Murray was on it, but I was just like, whatever. Who um, cares, dude? He's look, but, look, no man's guy, dude. Everybody's allowed to have a mistake or two, right? Like, yeah, I get it. Like, I, I still think a lot I, of that no man's guy thing was Sony's fault. <laughs> But I I can't say for this. I can't really speak about No Man's Sky. The last campfire, every time we see it, I want this game. I've been wanting to play. The music in this trailer, I was just like, I need this soundtrack. Like, it's... It's it may be a, a nomination for best music for 2020. Like, I... I it, looks it, was, like, it looks like a mix between Journey and Rhyme. Y- yeah. I mean, they... The last campfire has been shown in a Nintendo Direct before, yeah. But Sean, but Sean Murray actually came out and I guess gave it a not a release date, but when a release expectation where people can expect it. And I was just like watching this trailer and hearing this music in. Yes, it's not Orient the Blind Forest kind of, kind of uh, emotion, but you. You, it there's something about it that gives you a drive, that makes you really want to like really help out and find out what is this adventure about, and knowing that this is going to come with something that's going to grip you, um, emotionally. Like, like I I just looked at it and I was just like, if this I'll get by it digitally, but if it does get a physical copy and it's fifty bucks, I'm paying for the physical. And I hope some way, somehow, I could get a soundtrack to this game if it is top notch. Cause yeah, the last campfire that, regardless of what people think of Sean Murray, like I said, Hello Games really may be bringing out maybe one. Another or not another, they may be bringing out a game of the year nomination for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it definitely stands out. I think that's kind of the standout for me. That and that that Baldo game, like yeah. I've seen it before, right? But I, I think that and the Last Campfire would are definitely the standouts for me uh, in this thing. So De- definitely, um, really, definitely, some really cool games, some cool soundtracks, some cool. You know, I, I like a lot of the music in these trailers, even if the games aren't for yes. me. I think the mu- a lot of the music is just really relaxing and and <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would say, I I I kind of I kind of screamed at <laughs> at the direct when they showed the Blair Witch 
coming to it. I was like, no, yeah. I don't want this questionable content on the system. But I, if they fix the problems that was on it, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I just like, not nothing. But I overall, um, those are just some of the games that I definitely enjoy. Like. Th- I really enjoyed this indie direct, and you know, there's a lot of games that are. If I do get them, they're going to be new to me because it's a new genre for me. Um, but everything, I, most of the stuff that they show, I was really into. I never played Into the Gungeon, so I didn't pick up Exit the Gungeon. Um, I'm I got to talk to some people about that, and I'll. If it comes to where I need to pick it up and try it, I'll pick it up and try it. Um, but yeah, overall, I love this direct. I was just so happy to have uh, a lot of games. Dude, the crazy thing is a lot of this stuff is ju- is dropping between summer uh, of this year. So maybe, I'm assuming June to August is summer or September. Um so even if we don't get no big games, there's a lot of great indie games dropping on the on Switch. And I love the fact that even though a lot of this is time exclusive, it's dropping first on Switch before it comes to anything else. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, not part of Indie World, but uh, something that was uh, announced... No, revealed announced uh today was that sea of stars which is the game the top-down rpg from the developer of the messenger did you see that i i I, no i heard it today i caught it late but i didn't get a chance to watch any trailer or anything about it you need to this is this is a game that looks right up your alley dude it's a it's a top-down 16-bit rpg in the vein of uh it looks like Secret of Mana is what it looks like. Uh, Ooh, it looks, yes, that dude, is my up. It looks really pretty, uh, which reminds me, I want to play the mess. I need to finish the messenger too. But uh, oh, this game, I, I, this game, when I, when I saw the art and the animations and just the design of the bosses mm-hmm. and stuff, it instantly jumped up to the top of something that I'm looking forward to this year for sure. Uh, so you need you. This is definitely something you need to look at. Oh yes, um, another one that got announced that I'm super happy about, and I, uh, I, I talk about this with Sunset Riders. It's coming to Arcade Archive. Yeah, I um, saw this, that. I saw that. I'm like, Konami. I'm was, like, I'm sure Ed's gonna talk about that tonight. Uh, I, I, you know, well, it's it's unexpected because it was just like how Sony is trying to get certain games from Konami, and then mm-hmm. Konami was just like, yeah, we're team number uh Archive, arcade archive to release one of our own games, and I was just like, well, "Why can't you do turtles?" <laughs> I know. Well, um, the thing is, is like that turtles license is so just a it, mess. It's yeah, it, it, yeah. We'll say a mess. <laughs> it's worse yeah. than that, but a mess is a nice way to say it. <laughs> yeah, but um, like it to me, it was unexpected, but I play i had the super nintendo version and i had the second genesis version i've never got to beat the arcade version so um having this on my switch console i'm like having konami release some of their arcade games i 
I really hope they do more because I like I want to play Metamorphic Force and I want to play. Uh, they had another fighting game that was in the style before Turtles came out, uh, and I cannot think of the name, but they had that same kind of animation and it was their own game and stuff. And yeah, I would just love to see Konami release some of like even some of the Castlevania games, like release some of your arcade ports it don't have to be the licensed ones but release some of the stuff that you guys made yeah i don't i don't understand (laughs) really honestly i just i don't understand i don't understand konami in general dude they they like refuse to like do anything with their popular old games but they're doing stuff like i mean not that sunset people don't enjoy sunset riders but it's not Castlevania or Metal Gear, you know, like it's. Right. I don't understand Konami at all. That's, I mean, it's fine. Whatever, whatever, it's fine. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anything else you're excited about of all these announcements this week? Because there, there's quite a few. There were quite a few. Um, uh, not really. I think that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I. I once again I gotta look at that other one that you talk about um, that you know um, it that got mentioned but I just you know of course Animal Crossing by the time you guys see this I'll have it yeah. um, but and I'll, I'll have Eternal Doom for Xbox One but I I can't wait to hear more news about the Switch version yeah I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna wait for the Switch version for that I wanna I'm trying to I want I still want to finish the first one. I still haven't finished it, and I mean, like I said, the Switch for the Switch is where I'm going to be playing most of my games for the foreseeable future. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I I've been reformat I reformatted my Xbox One uh, to just get rid of all the junk games that I don't play. You know, and it's easier to do that than it is to just delete them <laughs> for me because it's just like if I see them there, I'll be like. Oh yeah, I'll get to that someday, and then I just won't. You know, uh, I've been I've been trying to do that on my Switch also, but it's uh, you know it's just it's just easier to <laughs> just restart everything. True. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, I I need to be better about playing games, man. I I mean, just like sticking with one game and playing it. You know, I've been jumping around too much, and and I just haven't been able to just nail it down just just i just need to stick with a game and play it you know i was doing so good at the beginning of the year with with gears and then hellblade and then rise of the tomb raider and then i just i just fell off the wagon (laughs) it is like eh, i'm tired yeah i'm going on vacation yeah (laughs) i'm tired (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the vacation was definitely desired yeah and i'm glad we got to go when we did because you know disney is closed (laughs) for the foreseeable future and uh, which is really sad. I, I see people pi- posting pictures and stuff because I follow a lot of the uh, those things on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Mm. And it's like <clears throat> people are like, "Yeah, these are pictures of Disney when people w- were going." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I have those." <laughs> Disaster report for demos now on PlayStation Four and Switch. That's new to me. I didn't even know they was coming. Yeah, well, you know. It's, uh, it's 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 there. Um, anyways, uh, all right, Ed. There's a there's a something that 
has been delayed that I know some people have been looking forward to, but um, there's an there's an update on the uh, PC Engine Mini, or as many people know it here, the Turbo Graphics Mini. Uh, it has been delayed indefinitely, uh, but there has been a small update on when as of this Wednesday. Uh, the Japanese white PC Engine Mini is available to order on Play Asia. They're, they are in limited stock, so by the time this episode goes up live on podcast feeds, it probably uh, won't be able to get it. But the TurboGrafx-16, uh, which is the American version of this console, has been delayed indefinitely So uh, due to the coronavirus outbreak. So, uh, Which is super, super sad. How am I supposed like- to play Bonk, Ed? I don't know. I I I was really looking forward to this um, system. Yeah, you know. I mean, I know a lot of people were right. Like, I I think a lot of I think a lot of people have an affinity for the uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen, and, mm-hmm. and you know, this is the, a lot of those games are still stuck on there, and it's nice to have a little system. Obviously, like the NES and the SNES classics to have. You know, just have all those classic games in one place, and this is uh, this is one of those things that you know maybe I would have picked up to try to play some of those games because I've never played a lot of those. Uh, you know, I, I think I've played, I think I played Bonk once, and like I don't even know what other games are even available on that thing. So I mean, what I mean, what are your, what do you remember about Turbo Graphics sixteen? Because I don't remember much. <laughs> so I remember a lot of games. Of course, I keep talking about Keep Courage and Alpha Zone, um, but Ninja Spirit, um, Bunk One and Two, um, Air Bunk. Uh, there was uh, a, like a top-down game, you know, for some people, Ease Come or YS. If you want to look at that, um, but it also had Round of Blood with the uh, topographic CD. Right. That's the big. Um, that's the big one, right? It's Round of Blood. Yes, yes, and you also had the topographics handheld game where uh, you could take your games on the go using the same hue card. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 for me personally, I had. Um, just the system itself. So, you know, Vigilante was a game from Iron. Um, in Japan, it was called Fighting Street, <laughs> which was Street Fighter 2. Um, it was that name of the series. Uh, but there there are some bad games. There's one of them that looked like uh, Bruce Lee, uh, where the sprites are so big, like they almost touch your uh, life bar. I can't think of it. It's kind of a basic game yeah. uh, for it. Um, you know, Hudson Soft also put some games out. Uh, I believe Snatcher also came out for PC Engine in Japan, but not America uh, until it came out on Sega CD. Um, which I didn't realize, but yeah, I I remember being a kid having having it because uh, I had I had my Super Nintendo, but I kind of wanted uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen because uh, I wanted to play Splatterhouse, I wanted to play Bunk, I wanted to play some of these games that weren't on the Nintendo console. Like this was my first foray of stepping out from Nintendo. So, um, and definitely having the controller where, uh, 
you already had the rapid the rapid buttons like rapid punch, uh, rapid fire stuff like that. And all you got to do is turn mm-hmm. it up to which speed that you want it, and hold down the button and go on. Just so. So uh, that's kind of some of my memories with uh, with it with the TurboGrafx sixty. Unfortunately, um, something happened with my back part where it wasn't reading my TV, and so I couldn't play the system anymore. And I was kind of sad about that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably a good reason that thing broke. Oh, ah, just kidding. Um, all right. Our our last news story before I want there's a something I want to talk about, which uh, you know we'll we'll get there as the topic of the show. But our last news story. Uh, GameStop employees are told to keep stores open because they are, quote, essential businesses amid COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, this story started breaking on Twitter, I want to say today. Uh, yes. That GameStop, uh, obviously, depending on what part of the country you're in or what part of the world you're in, uh, you are either in quarantine or on lockdown or... Uh, you know, have some sort of curfew or something, right? Or, or you know, maybe you're maybe you're lucky like me, and you get to go out and do whatever you want for the time being. But uh, same here. GameStop sent uh, a corporate letter to all of their stores uh, nationwide. It says uh, they that they are quote an essential business during the pandemic, citing uh, that you know games provide. Uh, games uh, games provide people to enjoy their time in quarantine. So uh, the letter reads, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as, quote, essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. Uh, they are disregarding people's safety. They are disregarding uh, their employees' safety. You know, I mean, they said they said we're not letting ten people in the store, more than ten people in the store at once. Well, have you ever been in a GameStop? You know how close you have to stand to people in a GameStop. Like they they're not big stores. You know, at least the ones exactly. around here. And and you know, I can't even imagine how big that how small they are in in places like New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco or Chicago, right? Like they they're probably tiny. Because I know how big they are here, and they are not big. So, uh, I just, I just think, you know, Game GameStop has really had an, a negative perception the last few years, right? And and this is not helping. You know, I think they had a spark of of light when they added Reggie to their board of of directors, uh, but this is like, I I get that this business is is failing. It to a degree, but like everybody is trying to do what's best for their employees and uh, or you know humans in general to keep them alive during this uh, yes. killer virus that's going around. And this is just I don't know, man. This is not this is not a good look for them. You know. Well, what the and the thing the thing about it is some people are trying to argue about why are you mad at GameStop for doing this or you know this this is a reason why we can get good games you know we still but I'm just like we have the eShop we have PSN we have Xbox Live we have Game Pass we have 
If you want to include Stadia, okay, go ahead. We have Steam. We have digital games and other ways in our backlog itself to play games. There's different avenues on ways to achieve of getting games. I think what GameStop thinks is that people who don't have that luxury to do it can actually come into our store and be able to find a game and be able to get give service. What they don't understand is that the government and the CDC don't want people to leave the house because of this pandemic. Dang all the forget all the money, forget you know all the interactions and stuff. Your health and your safety is our concern, not you trying to go get a deal or trade in for for. 10 copies of Madden Destiny or whatever so you get Neo 2 or something that that is not important to the CDC they want people to be safe and so with this this just seems really gritty on GameStop's part and you know we talked you know it was mind blowing to see that Reggie and the other two guys be put on board to you know st- uh, steer GameStop in the right direction but this is not a good and I don't know if they made this decision or whoever made it or decided to do it this is not a good example to start off with no. for this company no definitely not you know I mean look of course this virus couldn't have hit them at a worse time right I mean they're, they're mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean they, they haven't turned a profit in what over a year like they're just, it, they need they need the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five to be successes in their stores, uh, yeah. you know, for them to even remotely stay alive for a little bit longer. Uh, but to to just totally disregard your safety, I mean, I, I get like keeping stores open in places where this virus isn't extremely dangerous yet fine right because i mean like my job is open like i i'm glad we're open uh but i'm also not in an area where there's going to be too many people coming in and out right it's just Mm -hmm. there's everybody you can account for everybody you come in contact with at work in case something does happen you say okay i i interacted with this person this person this person and this person right like you can if something happened where i work you can account for stuff and things can be handled right there's so many people coming in and out of GameStops because it's a retail location. You know, you don't know where that person's been. You don't know, you know, what if this person comes in and coughs on you or sneezes or, you know, has a fever or something, right? And you paying with cash, transferring that virus via cash or credit card, you know, like just touching things in general is, is not good. Like it's just, it's just dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, every don't go out if you don't have to is like the big thing around here right now right like the arc it's it's one thing i can say about ohio is our our governor has kind of really taken really good steps in you know making sure people are safe here and and you know not causing a statewide panic but still like taking precautions that are you know not closing everything at once not not shutting the whole state down right like there's certain businesses that have shut down recently like 
restaurants and and bars and stuff are only allowed to do carry out or curbside stuff right uh, uh yes they have they have temporarily closed barber shops and tattoo parlors and stuff like that uh they're they like things that aren't really you know restaurant would be a dangerous place to go into right now because they seat what hundreds of people at a time potentially yes and you know it's gamestop is not essential business i'm sorry it is not like i love video games just as much as you do right and as much as the people listening to this show gamestop is not essential i would argue gamestop isn't essential when there's not a crazy virus going around at this point you know people download games people buy them from walmart because walmart is selling games at ten dollars cheaper than everywhere else uh you know target has sales people people just aren't going to gamestop like they used to and so i i don't know man i think them just totally disregarding people's safety is just a Mm -hmm. really bad look like i said earlier and and I I really hope they come up with a a decent better decent, solution. A, yeah, like a a decent way to say you're right. We made a mistake. We we need to close maybe these certain stores. And you know, I understand people need jobs to and and have money and and to pay rent and to you know pay for insurance and all that kind of stuff. But there's there's got to be that line that you tread carefully and and this is they are not treading it carefully (laughs) so and and right and with this news there's going to be a lot of people who don't well after this animal animal crossing sale we'll see how final well okay we say about final Fantasy. we'll see what resident evil and the last of us do for at this time but at this at this time excuse me about that uh, people really don't want to support GameStop, but they are. Some people are supporting GameStop because they're buying Animal Crossing now, you know. But they really don't want to start uh, stop in the GameStop and get stuff, right? You know, they they're trying their best to avoid it because um, stuff like this, you know, th- they will put this will put GameStop on the list where people will be like, these are this is a company I don't want to support. Regardless yeah. of what gay, yeah, it's a, uh, it's something that I think they really need to reconsider. And you know, I don't think they need to close every store, right? But I think they do need to figure out, you know, okay, this this area is bad, mm-hmm. like the virus is bad. We need to close stores here. We can keep these stores open, and like even have specific hours. You know, like you said that where you work has changed hours based on, you know, keeping people safe. And that's good, right? That's good that I think GameStop needs to take that approach. So, uh, all right, we're going to move into our topic of the week. Uh, obviously the Xbox series X and PlayStation five deep dives were both revealed this week. A lot of confusion about the consoles. Uh, not necessarily like, I mean, it's very clear cut of what's inside these boxes, but what they can actually do, right, is a lot of people are are, are kind of confused on how, you know, a lot of these things are going to work. How is backwards compatibility going to work? PlayStation 5's backwards compatibility has been uh, 
quite the joke of the last 24 hours at this point. Um, mm-hmm. because <laughs> mo- this is the quote. Most of the 100 top played games will work on PlayStation 5 on launch day. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? Like, don't it, it, don't even is, don't this, even do it at that point, right? <laughs> like this. This is the crazy thing. They first said all generation PlayStation games will play on PlayStation well, Five. PlayStation PlayStation didn't say that. That was a rumor. That was a rumor. I thought Sony. I thought mentioned it. No, they said they were working on. Uh, they have a patent that can do that, but they did not put it in the PlayStation Five. Okay. Which really boggles my mind that they wouldn't do that, but that's just me. Uh, I just really think, you know, when PlayStation built their PlayStation Network and how everything runs through PlayStation Network, it, they just they just really didn't plan ahead. Honestly, I think I think mm-hmm. the, the 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 PSN crash uh, and what year was that? Two thousand eleven. I don't remember when that was, but what? However, they rebuilt PlayStation Network after that. They weren't planning ahead; they were just trying to get their system back online, and that has really screwed them over for the future. Uh, you know, I, I really think that Xbox is doing it correctly. I think I really like the way Xbox is handling their backwards compatible stuff. Um, yes. I think it. I think it's really smart what they're doing. Uh, I. Th- I, I mean, Switch isn't really backwards compatible, obviously, but a lot of the Wii U games and some of the Wii games are available on the system, you know, remastered and whatever. But I just want to talk about, you know, I this was this is also a talking point on Nintendo Life. If you go there, it's it's really interesting to to read and look at and uh, whatever. It's it's just it just says jargon heavy Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five reveals vindicate Nintendo's approach, uh, the show don't tell approach right like there's a lot of co- confusion about what these new consoles can actually do in terms of yes. performance power uh, frame rates uh, compared to resolution that kind of stuff that's still like nobody really knows I know Digital Foundry did a video but they're not using next gen games they're using current gen games right with the with the like the xbox series x they're using state of decay 2 and hellblade and uh i think see if these was the other game in that demo that they were showing the quick the the quick the quick resume and how those games run off of a ssd uh drive that's in the console like there's still a lot of confusion because they're not using the new games and they're not yes. showing you like, like we don't even know what the PlayStation five or the controller look like yet. We don't even know mm-hmm. what they look like. And so, you know, when, when the switch was revealed, right? Like we saw this with the Wii U, right? Where there was a lot of confusion. If, the, if, I mean, we weren't confused, but the general public was confused. Like is the Wii U a tablet add on for the, for the Wii uh, is it a new console? What games are you playing on it? Why is it not as and why does it seem not as powerful as Xbox 360 and PS3? Like, there's yes. all those questions. But with the Switch, when they revealed it, they made sure they weren't they weren't hitting those mistakes again. Right? The first reveal, the message was clear. The commercial, the very first thing you saw was somebody playing on their couch. 
them removing the Joy-Cons from the holster, putting it into the 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 switch on on the screen and taking it out of the dock to play it. That was literally the first thing that you saw, and there was no confusion whatsoever. And yeah. the I Nintendo's uh, ingenuity and simplicity, I think, are 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 why people are still are still talking about the console. In a way that they aren't really talking about Series X or PlayStation 5. Yes, people are excited for new tech and new hardware, right? I'm not taking away from that at all. I'm really excited for mm -hmm. the Series X. And I'm excited for PlayStation 5 also. But, like, for me, like, the simplicity of the Switch and, and how they revealed it and the games that are on it and just how simple the messaging is was something that you can't really do with these new, like, because Switch isn't trying to be the most powerful console. It's not trying to be the biggest it's, thing. It's trying to... It wants to be a video game system, a video game console. That's what it's trying to be. That's what it's succeeding in doing. And just don't need too much media stuff where you can have all of this power stuff, but who's going to be talking about power? Who's going to be talking about, oh, I'll... Oh man, the Gear Six and the GPUs. It, like you don't hear tech talk in Game of the Year conversations yeah. on consoles. You you don't hear that. You don't you don't think about teraflops. Who's who's is Ryan McCaffrey from uh, Unlock talking about that stuff? No. So why is it important to think that you're going to win people over because you're talking, you're big on your specs and what it could do? That don't mean deadly squat if we're still dealing with frame rate drops, if we still dealing with um, slowdown, if lip syncing is a problem, if the gameplay is still laggy. We can have all this high power technology and yet it's still wouldn't be able to fix some of the problems you Corey, Corey and jesse got a uh, xbox one x and for a powerful machine right there you gotta make two decisions do you want resolution or did you uh what is it resolution or frame rate yeah i mean a lot of games come with there's there's sometimes there's three options there's like there's like performance which is uh it's like I think performance is the frame rate, and then there's uh, graphic. There's uh, true 4K. A lot of them come with true 4K, which drops it to like uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider comes with true 4K performance and resolution, uh, which it it's kind of like okay, here's the highest settings you can have it. Where okay, true 4K, the graphics are amazing, uh, but obviously the frame rate is going to take a hit and then you have like the uh performance which which you know the textures drop and the in the and and whatever but the frame rate is high and then there's like this middle ground where it's like i forget what it's called i i really wish i could remember but it's like it runs at 1440p 30 but Mm -hmm. the textures are super detailed in the game so like it just kind of sits at this middle ground, I, where it's where where it should have been. Everything is able to run together. I mean, look, I, look. I'm and, really excited for the power of these consoles, right? Like, I'm excited to play Halo Infinite. I'm excited to mm. play Hellblade. But 
the reason why I play console games is because I want to plug it into my TV and play it. I don't want to have to choose all these settings. I don't want to have to go through all these things. Like if I'm going to do that, I might as well just play games on a PC, you know, and I don't want to do that. I just want to plug it into my TV and play. And, you know, I've, I've been playing, playing some, uh, on when I'm playing on Xbox, I've been playing, uh, uh, Madden and I've been playing, uh, NBA 2K 20 and I've been playing, um, you know, games like that. And like, it's just like, they, they're all about like how realistic the players look and how great the, the graphics are and everything, especially in Madden. I'm like, yeah, but dude, your game still runs like crap. Like, you know, and it's like, I don't, I want, I would rather, you know, I I would rather have Madden PS2 gameplay where it plays great and it look worse than, you know, this, this crap that I'm looking at now, NBA 2k 20 runs great. Like it runs at 60 frames and and the graphics are great. Like I think 2k, I think 2k 20 Mm -hmm. is the best sports game out there right now. Aside from maybe MLB the show, but I don't really play the show, so I don't really, I can't yeah. really speak to that. But the the thing, and that's the thing that me and Jesse kind of go back back and forth on, and me even at this this discussion that <clears throat> this tech stuff, this four K sixty frames and stuff, yeah, it's trying to lure people in, but it doesn't. To me personally, it doesn't wow me. I want to see what I'm going to actually be experiencing when I have this console. I don't want to experience your your cutscenes or what is going to probably be there. I want to see this game actually running. And I think that's why with Nintendo, they want to show you what you're getting. They want to show you that this there are going to be some possibilities. Um, and if we delay it, we're going to come out saying that we're delaying it because we want to put in more stuff and we want to up-res it or make it look better yeah. and everything. And, and that's what people appreciate about Nintendo. They're showing us what we can expect. So now we have a decision if we're going to put our money there or not. You don't want... you. You, Sony and Microsoft don't need anthem happening to them. Where you're talking big, but failing to deliver. And so, some stuff will be passable. Some stuff will be like, yeah, see, it has this. I'm like, yes, but is that for first party? Is that for indies? Is that for third party? Or is that for everybody? Because not everything is optimized the same way. Third parties can, uh, third parties and indies don't optimize the same way that Microsoft optimizes their games. And of course, you're going to get the, you're going to get the best performance out of the first party stuff. But you're, it's going to be a while before a third party even get to that level. And sometimes that's half of the whole console generation. Because they're not gonna. Because you're gonna have. You got all this tech specs. Once the systems come out throughout the years, that these games are on the shelves and these systems be available to buy and play, none of that is gonna come into play mm-hmm. until they release another system. You will never hear another teraflop, another GPU, no 3D audio. You will hear none of that when the games and stuff come out. You know. At least with Nintendo, they'd be like, hey, and the game has HD Rumble. So when you shake the Pokemon, and 
you still they're still marketing HD Rumble, and they're just be but they do it so they do it so laid back and cool. They're just like here's a reminder of a functionality that is in the system, mm-hmm. and they go about their business. Yeah, I mean, I I. <sighs> I, it's like I said before. It's not that I don't like these other consoles. I love these other consoles. I love playing Horizon and God of War and Halo and Gears and Ori and all these mm-hmm. other great games, right? But like, like I said, the simplicity that Nintendo offers and where I'm at in my life and and how I want to consume games is the the Switch has made it so much easier for me to do all of that, you know. And it's it's it, it's like I said, it's not a knock against the other consoles, but it's just so much easier to just plug my Switch in and play it instead of waiting for an update, waiting for this game to update, downloading a new gig patch, like updating all these things where like when I go to play my Switch, everything's, for the most part, I mean, The Witcher had a pretty big patch and some of the third-party games get pretty decent-sized patches, but like Zelda works, you know, Fire Emblem works. Mario works, you know, all, all these games just, just work. Yoshi's Crafted World works. Captain Toad yes. works. Like it all just works and, and there's little, little to no loading. There's little to no, uh, uh, frame rate hiccups. There's little to no, like there's never any bugs. It's just, uh, uh it's just, it's just where it's just the system that, is that I think that's why I think that's why the system is selling so well too because you look mm-hmm. at the you look when you go to the store like it is like I know there's two SKUs of the Switch right but like it's really simple to look at okay this one obviously comes with a dock so it plays on your TV this light oh okay you know you turn it over it says does not plug into your TV okay well this is a handheld only one right it's not like when you go and there's an Xbox One S and an Xbox One X and an Xbox One All Digital Edition or the PlayStation yes. Four, PlayStation Four Slim, PlayStation Four Pro, like what what do all these different letters and words mean, right? Like, I mean, I don't. I think it's pretty simple to, uh, you know, look at the Switch and the Switch Lite and you can see the difference, right? Like, I, I think it's easier to tell the difference between the Switch and the Switch Lite than it is between an Xbox One S and an X. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think... I think the more complicated these new consoles become, the more... The, the harder it is to really... Like, for for, you know, grandparents or parents buying their kids games that they maybe don't understand... Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just harder to know what console you're buying, you know? And I think, yes. that's, I think that's another issue that hopefully that these consoles don't face only having one SKU. And I, 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 I kind of hope that the Xbox only has one SKU to launch because I think if they, honestly, I think if they do have two SKUs, it's going to cause even more confusion especially because you're going to have the Xbox Series X and the Xbox One X for at least one holiday sitting next to each other on the shelf. Yes. And you, and you got to think of So this is this is this is the thing about it. 
both Sony and Microsoft are going different ways with their product. We we see how uh, Microsoft is going with with their hard drive data and all of that. You know, they have a priority. I think S S S S D. I think that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Sony has that still doing the external is up to you and everything. So you had different things that were separated or differentiated for them. It none of that stuff once again won't matter if the games are not there, and you could have all this big tech talk. But with Nintendo, at least you know that there are some great games that's coming. Hopefully, I get a good Nintendo Direct or a great Nintendo Direct, and I'm going to see what continues to come to the system. Before it's lifestyle life uh, cycle is over with, you know, and people are still going to be carrying their switch still going to be wanting to play those games and everything. Uh, and and who knows what's going to happen with the future because if Nintendo was such a tech heavy company and talk tech and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it would I think they would still be able to blow out Microsoft and Sony combined. Because they think innovative on how they approach games and how to control them and play them. And Microsoft and Sony, they're still adding all of this big power, but they're still using the basic formula of a video game console. They're not advancing. The, they're not, ev- not advancing. They're not evolving themselves to feel different to feel like i really need to play an xbox one no i could just play it on pc i really need to play a ps4 no i can still play pc yeah you can't do the stuff that you do on the nintendo console you cannot do on a pc i personally feel yeah i mean because no i mean there's 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 nothing like there's nothing like the Switch out there, you know. I mean, I know Alienware is kind of testing that handheld PC, but it's gonna be it's gonna be way more than the Switch, obviously. But like the the there closest was nothing thing... like the oh, I'm sorry, oh. there was nothing like the Wii U and the Wii when those games came when those systems came out. Don't I... forget, everybody was just caught, everybody at that time been trying to copy off Nintendo and still to this day is trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So that speaks about tech, and that speaks about Nintendo being ahead of the curve over everybody else. But go ahead, Corey. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I think, I think the Switch benefits from the what what I call you know the Netflix effect, where like it's convenience over over you know like what's what's the best out there, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of of tech, and and. I think the like I said, the more complicated these consoles become, and the the streaming services that come off of them, and how it all works, and people having to look stuff up online and figure out how okay, well, the cloud, you know, X Cloud is going to work like this. Uh, you can stream from your console or the cloud, yada yada yada. Like again with the the Switch, I know it's it's you know it's not X Cloud and it's not this powerful technology that you can take anywhere with you right but like the simplicity of it is that the games are already in your hand and on your tv right and i know that these the other consoles and everything are trying to use it trying to use the cloud as like their version of what the switch is right but like you're still never going to have that 
I mean, you will, you will one day, but it's still like not as complicated. I want to say as the, yes. the, the way Nintendo has handled it. And like, I hope Nintendo runs with the switch for a decade, you know, like I think the switch is an ingenious idea. I think it's smart and I hope whatever yeah. they do next is like just the same thing, but better, you know, <laughs> you know, right. Like, and, Oh, I'm, I'm not. Oh, oh, I'm. I was going to add. Just like uh, to me personally, I don't feel like Nintendo is lazy. They don't think about power. They think of what's efficient. What they with what they're giving. What can they do with it? And what will make you think outside the box? Like I said earlier, I feel like we and we you doing the same thing, almost like Switch and those two combining together to become what the Switch is today, regardless of it was successful or not, um, up to that individual. Nintendo, which is like, we want to change the way that you play games and approach games. We just don't want you sitting on the couch just playing something. Right. Look at look at look at Ring Fit Adventure. Right. That thing's still been so- selling that's, out. That thing's been sold out, and like Nintendo had to issue an apology because they keep selling out, and we're like, we literally can't keep up <laughs> with demand. Uh, and I know a lot of that has to do with production lines in China and stuff, which uh, yeah. you know. But still, like, who who thought that that game was going to be as popular as as We Fit? Right. Like, this is just a. Like you said, new ways to play games, new ways to like be active and and try new things and everything. It's just it's interesting. <laughs> it's really fascinating to watch Nintendo have this huge resurgence, and not even just like a resurgence in the game space, but like a resurgence in in how people interact. You know, and 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 you know, like I mean. One two switch was stupid, right? But I mean, so many people played that game at like parties. Like, yeah, it became like a really big, uh, uh, like a a party game, like a like college dorm room party game, you know, or like a like a lot of people use it as drinking games and stuff. But like, dude, people are taking advantage of the restrictor free ability that's in Switch. All three consoles do it. Why no one is doing it for Xbox and PlayStation? Every most people who have a switch or some people who have a switch who know how to do it is taking advantage of it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and and Microsoft and Sony they stated on yeah our systems are reaching free. We was wondering well would Nintendo do the same thing? Yeah, they did it, and people are taking more advantage of that. So it's just like you can have the biggest stuff and the best stuff. But if it's all, if it's too familiar, and you you don't understand the numbers, and if you want to use your fanboyism, I mean, that's exactly you what can. it is, right? Is familiar, especially like I mean, Xbox is diversified a lot in the last few years, but like mm-hmm. we we talk a lot about this when we talk about PlayStation, right? Every single one of their games is a dark, kind of gritty, over the shoulder third person action game, right? Like. Uh, a lot of them are right, like Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Uncharted. Though it's not really dark, it's but it's still a third-person, over-the-shoulder action game. God of War, Horizon, The Order, Infamous. Right, these are all third-person action games that don't really change a lot. You know, like 
as much as I love a lot of those games, like, mm-hmm. I mean, third person action game is kind of, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, and I do, I mean, I like a lot of third person action games, right? Like Tomb Raider is a big one for me. Uh, I love Horizon. I love Gears, right? But like, uh, it's just, there, there's a lot on PlayStation that is the same. And you look at Nintendo, right, in terms of, okay, you know, you got Mario, you got Zelda, you got, mm-hmm. you know, assuming Metroid Prime is, Metroid Prime 4 is going to be a, a first-person sh- shooter-ish game, right? Like, you got that. You have Mario plus Rabbids, uh, you have Luigi's Mansion, you have Captain Toad. Like, look how different all these games are. Yeah. So... I understand what Microsoft and Sony's doing. It's great that they gave these tech specs to us, but I really do hope that, you know, even though you're you're talking about this, we really want to see this stuff in action. Nintendo has already, when once they revealed the Switch and they had their conferences and they talked more about it. They literally show what is coming to the system, what can be done with it, many ways of what you play, and in the future, what you can expect from it. You know, people went from, oh, it's another Nintendo Kid toy. It went from laughing at the system to being one of the best. I think even Time Magazine gave it an award. You know, like... It's one of the best systems that people are still buying and talking about and hoping that certain games are coming. It has changed the way that we have looked at indie games because we now want physical versions of them. It has changed how we got into import gaming, whether we're doing a digital or physical. And it really brings people in that when power and graphics don't matter, but the execution is good enough that it surprises you and it grabs your attention that you want to keep doing it. That's a story of success. And I'm not saying that Sony and Microsoft can't do that, but they they don't. They don't I, I feel like Presley, they'll never have that success that Nintendo has done or has had an experience. Yes, Microsoft has changed online experiences. Sony has made a comeback with uh, PS4 from the problems of PS3. But Nintendo has been through all of that. It has came out the way that they came out. And people still talk about and need Nintendo's products. If Xbox go away or a PlayStation go away, we still have PC. Mm-hmm. But we'll never have that Nintendo experience on those consoles. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what the tech is, that experience we'll never get. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I really wish that Mark Cini he's very passionate, very intelligent, a great person, probably very cool person to meet. He's very educated, really knows his and really knows what he's doing, how he's designing a console for Sony. But it it doesn't make it doesn't matter if there's no visuals or no 
or nothing to showcase what you're talking about. We need, and for a lot of people, we need visual examples because all of us are not tech heads who know a lot of stuff about PCs and GPUs. We don't take classes like that in school. It's not something that is a requirement for us to learn. So if Microsoft and Sony want to be able to talk about tech and uh, and what's going to be in their systems, they need to show more and better visuals. It's cool that Marcus, what Microsoft is doing, but everything in their digital foundry has been back, gains from backwards compatibility. Has been gains that we know there's going to be a difference because the system is powerful enough to run them at a different rate. Show me Halo Infinite. Show me Gears 6. Show me Forza. Show me something that's very next-gen that's going to be on the systems to prove all of those numbers working and really showcase that power of the system. Because if if you're not showing me that, it doesn't matter what garble mess that you're talking about. I don't see the difference. I don't see none of it. It's just running something at a better rate, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I think I can can say that we obviously love the Switch a whole lot, and yeah, maybe we're a little biased, but I just thought it was interesting to to discuss. You know, as these mm-hmm. new consoles become more complicated, it's nice to have something, you know, as simple as as the Switch, and you know how it was revealed, and everything was so simple and. You know, there's been a lot of confusion and and just, you know, everybody breaking down and Digital Foundry doing 25 to 30 minute videos on these consoles and everything. And it's just Mm -hmm. like the Switch did it all in like a minute and a half commercial and and just, you know, I don't know, man, it's going into its fourth year. I still think the Switch is is definitely the I mean, regardless of. I, the way I find myself in situations playing games, I still think the Switch is... I mean, it, it's definitely my favorite Nintendo console in years, and, and I, you know, it's it's definitely my favorite console this generation, or however you want to call the Switch. I know te- technically I, the Wii U is part of the Xbox One PlayStation 4 generation, but you know what I mean. Like, I... I, yeah, I mean, and I, and I, I agree... Five hundred percent with you. I, I can't. I disagree with nothing that you are saying. I just don't think I'm going to stop playing the Switch when the play, when the Xbox Series X comes out. Obviously, you know. I mean, I, I, I mean, ba- judging on how this, you know, coronavirus stuff pans out and how we uh, get everything situated, and everything. I don't even know if I'll be getting one of the new consoles this year. Uh, you know, just because we are really kind of trying to pinch pennies right now because of this but uh you know it's the, the switch has been just a lifesaver in so many different situations so um, anyways that's going to do it for this episode of nintendo power block i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening we'll get to your questions next week on on question block uh you can email the show at nintendo at at gmail.com so we can read your questions on air Also, remember, we're giving away Animal Crossing in three weeks, so you can get those entries in, like we said at the top of the show. Uh, Yeah, and we we hope you enjoyed this this kind of laid-back episode. Uh, Like I said, it's been kind of a weird, 
week for both of us, and I'm sure all of you out there who are listening have had some sort of interesting week. Uh, this, yes. I mean, this coronavirus is clearly not slowing down. So, um, we, like I said, we want to be there for you. We want to provide you with some content and, and provide you with some podcasts that, you know, will get you through a, a couple hours of your week. So, uh, anyways, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retrocoat. You can check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud and other um, podcast apps. And everybody, really just look out for your people. You know, send some encouragement. You know, you guys talk on social media. Keep, keep, even though we're social distancing ourselves, keep in touch with people who really would like to have someone to talk to. Yeah. And social, you know, distancing, and social distancing doesn't necessarily mean staying away from people like through social media. And that, I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, we were kind of talking about how cumbersome technology can be, but it's also a good thing. <laughs> right. I mean, I wouldn't know Ed without technology. And this is, this is a, a way that, you know, we can, hang out without having to like, you know, breathe or cough on each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just look everybody out there. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram and at Corey and HD on mixer. Uh, but before we go, just remember everybody, just be, be safe, be smart. Just, you know, look out for everybody. And, and if you can, if you can help fight this virus or if you can, you know, just, Stay, you know, just be safe and t- take care of your families and and look out for your friends and everything. Just just be, you know. I mean, that's kind of what our motto is on Boss Rush Games: is play games and be better. Just you know, make sure you're being good to people out there. And this, this is a this is going to be a, a rough one for us all for a, for a while. It yes. seems like so. Just everybody, let's just stick together and band together and play some games together and have fun together and and try to you know take our minds off of this this uh weird situation that we are going to find ourselves in for the next few hopefully just a few months you know I, i i've heard longer i've heard shorter just you know everybody out there be safe uh yes and you know reach out to us we we enjoy having good conversations so Yes. And with that, everybody, I guess we'll see you next time on Nintendo Blah Blah. Correct, Corey? Yeah, it's trying to end the show for some reason. I'll see how it is. <laughs> no. Well, you stopped the ball. So no, I know. Like, uh, I just, uh, you know, everybody be safe, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo!